Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sidi Olivia, and this is my podcast, Student of the Universe, where I talk about astrology and tarot and things that just interest me because of my birth chart. As I am recording this right now, it is a Tuesday, the day of the week that is ruled by the planet Mars, the planet of action and motivation. Just as today is the day of Mars, a couple minutes ago, the planetary hour shifted to Mars. So right now, I am recording this episode during a Mars hour on a Mars day because I have not been able to find the motivation to sit down and record an episode for the last four days. So why would I do it now? Well, that's what we're going to get into this episode is how we can use planetary hours and other very simple details around astrology to make 2022 the best year of our life because if you're anything like me you spent new year's eve of 2020 going into 2021 thinking oh fuck here we go again i don't want anyone to feel that way about 2022 the astrology is just way too juicy we're gonna learn so many things and i want everyone to hold on to that optimism that they used to have every new year before the pandemic happened so planetary hours are my first step in trying to help others really manifest their best life after this mars hour is a sun hour in fact because it takes me so long to record a podcast episode it has actually already turned into a sun hour because i got a little bit distracted and funnily enough i'll tell you why during the mars hour in the middle of recording i got a ring on my doorbell and it's 8 a.m so i'm wondering who comes to the door at 8 a.m. So thinking it was a solicitor, I just ignored it and hid as most people my age do, but the person continued coming back to the door. So finally, I approached them and I said, what's going on? They were on a mission to solve who had stolen something from their car last night, and they were asking neighbors for help. It was just so interesting that Mars is not only the planet of action and motivation, but also aggression and a lot of crimes and Things that require using your energy in a malicious way can happen during a Mars hour. And although I don't know when this happened, the fact that they were uncovering and solving this crime during a Mars hour was really interesting. But by the time I sat back down to do this podcast, we're in a sun hour right now, which is definitely not a problem because sun hours make you reflect on your identity, on things that create a stronger sense of self for you. And of course, this podcast is me voicing all the things that I care about, and this can perfectly go along with the sun hour and honestly I'm feeling more comfortable even talking now than I was during the Mars hour so these are the kind of things that we can pay attention to and notice these details and really understand why everything happens when it does I think there's this illusion that we don't have free will because there's these energies that are constantly being provoked intentionally by the universe, but I don't think that's the case. I think just because the universe presents us with an energy at a consistent time period throughout the day, throughout the month, throughout the year, and that is the study of astrology, that doesn't mean that we cannot do what we want to do, but it does encourage us to do things that are really important in that moment. It does encourage us to have priorities that benefit the energy that the universe is already giving our way in order to manifest things that we might not normally manifest. A lot of the times people want to manifest just what is coming to their mind at the given time. However, there are so many aspects of life that we need to focus on, and because of that, the universe encourages us to focus on things that might not have come to our mind through energies that are presented through things like planetary hours. And that's why it's so important to at least be conscientious of it, if not use it to succeed in the way that you'd like. 
To understand planetary hours, you must acknowledge that the first day of the week is Saturday. Saturday is ruled by the planet of Saturn, which means that the first planetary hour of Saturday is ruled by Saturn. The following planetary hours go into an order that is repetitive throughout the entire week, throughout all of time, and that is this order. The second hour after the Saturn hour would then be Jupiter, then Mars, then Sun, then Venus, then Mercury, and finally the Moon. These planets repeat every seven hours, and because of that, on the 24th hour, which then would be turning Saturday into Sunday, the first day of Sunday would be ruled by the sun, and that goes on for the entire week, repeating these seven planets until Monday, the first hour of Monday is ruled by the moon, the first hour of Tuesday is ruled by Mars, and so on, because that is the pattern that the universe has created for us to follow. So then what do we do at these particular hours? Well, I'll start with the Saturn hour. Saturn is the planet of discipline. So in these hours, we'll be asked to do things that require discipline. For example, routines that might be extraneous or work that we've procrastinated on. Saturn will ask us to do something that is hard for us to do or that we lack motivation for, but will ultimately make our life better for doing it. The next hour of the day would be a Jupiter hour. The planet Jupiter rules luck and things of good fortune. So that means that at that time, we'll likely want to manifest something we see as a little bit out of our capability. We might need a little extra help from the universe in manifesting this. So that means that we might want to apply to a dream job of ours, or we might want to go out and spend time with a new friend hoping that things go well. Things that we need a little bit more encouragement for and we really want it to go well, Jupiter hour is the perfect time for that. After the Jupiter hour is the Mars hour. Like I said before, Mars is the planet of action and motivation. So if you've been procrastinating on working out or taking action like running an errand, things that require you to get up and move and go do something or to put effort forward that you might have not been putting forward in the past, that is the perfect time for Mars. For example, because I hadn't put the energy forward to record a podcast episode, I was using the energy of Mars to begin this one in order to have that energy of action surrounding it. After the Mars hour is the sun hour, which, like I said before, is the hour of your identity. Doing things like making art that you're really passionate about. If you plan on giving a presentation or just presenting yourself in a professional manner, you want to look good, you want to feel good, sun hour is perfect for putting yourself forward and excelling at the things that you want that have a strong impact on how you view your own identity. The next hour is the Venus hour. Venus rules love and aesthetics, so this could be a particularly good time to be doing your makeup if you're going out to be around people, but especially spending time with people, whether it's your significant other or friends. Showing your love could be great at this time. If you want to make some playlists or write some love letters, it would be fantastic. But all in all, whether it's self-love or love to others, it's just going to be a really calm time of the day where you want to show your appreciation towards the world and those in it. 
The next hour of the day is the Mercury hour. Mercury is the planet of communication and thinking, so this could be a good time to meditate on mindsets that do not serve you or mindsets that do serve you. But in addition, it is a particularly good time for communicating with people. If you need to have a hard conversation that you don't think will go well, this could be a great time. But in addition, just looking for opportunities or networking could be really manifested at this time period. After the Mercury hour is the moon hour. The moon is representative of our emotions, which means that this is not likely a good time for anything that requires logic or stability. You might feel more prone to your emotions and might get upset or irrationally excited about things that normally you might have a more calm reaction to. So this could be a fantastic time for journaling or expressing yourself to those who need to understand your emotions better. You probably don't want to be going out and doing things that incite your emotions even more. It could be a great time for being alone and having some calm self-love time for yourself. And now we've been through all seven, which means that following a moon hour is a Saturn hour, and we are going right back into that cycle, and these are the things that throughout every day, multiple times a day, we are incited to look at and feel and analyze. And so as we're doing that, we might want to intentionally do certain things at certain times now that we have this information. I can completely understand why it would be really overwhelming to even consider analyzing every hour of the day to see what you could be doing best with your time, but you don't have to get into that just yet. It's really easy to start slowly with things like this in astrology, and I'll give you an example of how. You can focus on hours that hold a particular power to you. For example, on January 17th, there will be a full moon in Cancer. So I looked up the peak illumination of this full moon, which would be at 6.51 p.m. At 6.51 p.m., it will be a Mercury hour on that day. However, at just 6.59, it minutes later it will turn into a moon hour so the full moon in cancer is wedged between a mercury hour and a moon hour and that is the time we will be manifesting on the full moon itself therefore of course you'll probably want to look at your rising sign what house cancer is for you however whatever topic that is will be surrounding how you communicate your emotions for me personally, Cancer is my ninth house, the house of higher education, knowledge, philosophy, and travel. And as I understand these planetary hours, it will be really important for me to express emotionally how education makes me feel, for example. Am I patronizing to the people that I teach? And am I too stubborn to learn from people who know more than me because I'm afraid of not knowing what they do? Or another example could be, do I express when I need time away to be by myself? Do I take the trips and vacations I need to be at my fullest health? What kind of things am I not taking advantage of in the ninth house when it comes to the way that I express myself emotionally? And you can do the same for whatever house cancer is in for you, but I hope that me using myself as an example kind of understands the thought process that follows when you're specifically applying your birth chart to these planetary hours, if you are now really interested in planetary hours, but you're a forgetful person, you can download the app Time Nomad and either for free or I believe like a couple dollars, you can actually put a widget on your homepage that will alert you every time the hour changes. Or if you turn notifications off, you can just open your phone and right there it'll show you whatever hour it is. 
If you don't want to do that, you can easily just Google it. There's so many websites that offer the hours as they are changing. So there's a lot of options really to keep track of everything. I just wanted to let you know before I move on to the next topic. It's really important to me that anyone who listens to my podcast can walk away with something that they can use. So if you're not into following all of the astrology transits, whether it's hourly or monthly or whatever, let's talk about ways that you can manifest without knowing anything about astrology because I've been using some manifestations recently that have, I mean, literally, I'm talking about within minutes, something's going on. And here, I'll give you an example. So I've been having financial issues. Capricorn season just really beats me the fuck up. But yesterday, I wanted to manifest. I'm genuinely excited about the fact that manifestation has become mainstream. I think that all of us using our power as a collective consciousness will really make the world a better place in years to come. But I don't want anyone manifesting things that they don't even have room for in their own soul. And so letting go is really important and it's the thing that I tend to focus on the most because making room for new things is the most challenging part of manifesting new things. I just wanted to mention that real quick. You're going to have to let go of your old mindsets in order to even achieve the manifestations. And this goes really well into my example because like I said, I've been having financial issues and I needed to let go of an old perception I developed in my childhood because growing up, my family did not have a lot of money and I did not always know if there was going to be security for myself as a child. And I was holding on to that mindset for so long that even when I went onto my own and started making money for myself, I was convinced that it would never achieve a certain level of money. I would always be stuck at what I was stuck at when I was a child. And that's why I decided to do a spell. To be as accurate but not specific as I can, it was what one would call a sex spell. But specifically, this one was a solo sex spell if you catch my drift. And these can be so powerful because one, you don't have the energy of the other person to change the way that the manifestation occurs. While you can do sex spells with people and manifest what you want, you really do have to be on the same page with them. So one of the easiest ways to use this magic is to just do it yourself. And so what I did is I visualized my bank account with thousands of thousands of dollars in it while likewise repeating in my head, I love money and money loves me, money comes to me naturally. And let me just say without being explicit that this was a really intense manifestation session and it ended on a really high note. Normally I do not put information like this out into the world about myself, but you guys, when I opened my laptop right after this, I'm talking no joke, seconds after I do this spell, I open my laptop and I go to my investing and it says that I have some investments that I haven't looked at yet. When I tell you it's been five seconds, I literally just finished this manifestation. How is there already money in my life right now? Although when I set out to do this spell, I was not thinking about astrology, astrology really did impact why it was so powerful. And that is because tropically speaking, I have a Scorpio Mars and Scorpio as a sign rules sex. Mars rules action and aggression. So I did manifest through my Mars if you catch my drift. So you might wanna check your Mars sign and see how the best way to manifest could be for you. However, if you don't wanna use astrology, I totally understand. If you do wanna use astrology, um, let's real quick talk about which each Mars sign could do to manifest. 
If you have an Aries Mars, it could be really important for you to manifest during times of activity and exercise. So if you're going for a run or you play on a sports team, those are the best times when you can repeat mantras in your head that will manifest the things that you want out of life. If you have a Taurus Mars, it could be really important for you to decorate your house in a way that really complements what you're trying to manifest to make your space look exactly the way that you want it and then sit down in that space and use it. That could be really powerful for you. If you have a Gemini Mars, the best way for you to manifest could be through social activities like going out and spending time with people and using their energy to further empower your own energy as well as reading and learning and just sitting down and being a student to yourself, teaching yourself those things that you want to know in order to manifest your future. If you have a Cancer Mars, you're already so naturally intuitive because of that Cancer sign. However, it could be best if you sat next to a river while meditating, you were around water, or just spending time with people that you love, specifically a feminine energy, whether it's a significant other, a friend, or your mother or sister. Just being around feminine energy could really help you with manifestation. If you have a Leo Mars, I would highly recommend staring into the mirror while you repeat mantras that indicate your manifestations or just focusing on yourself in a way that's really authentic, even if it's just curating your social media feed to represent you as you really are and be unapologetic about it. Things like that could be really beneficial for you. If you have a Virgo Mars, it could be really helpful to sit down and just navigate it by taking notes. And I'm not saying, oh, it's a Virgo, make a list. Like we're not getting stereotypical on here, but sitting down and journaling and like writing the mess that is your thoughts and then slowly turning that mess into a more coherent and easy to understand format, that could be really helpful. So I would pull out the pen and journal if I were you. If you have a Libra Mars, obviously balance is going to be super important for your manifestations, which means hanging out with all of your friends equally, making sure they all get the same amount of love, or tending to all of the things that you need in your life equally. So if you're avoiding a certain errand because you'd rather run another type of errands, like if you're more like, okay, I'll go to the grocery store because I love cooking, but you're not going to go to the bank because you hate finances, you can't do that. You really need to manifest by making sure that everything is balanced. And then once those things are balanced, you can pretty much manifest at any time. but you just have to keep up with that. If you have a Scorpio Mars, like I said, one way that I manifest is through sexual encounters, but also it is that deeply intuitive water sign, so you might just need to journal or meditate, but really when it comes to sexual things, that could be the biggest way of manifesting for you. If you have a Sagittarius Mars, you might need to travel somewhere to go manifest. It might not be easiest for you to do it in your own home, in your own space. You might have to go on a trip and then see what life would be like outside of the one you have. Or you might just need to pursue some philosophies or education, read some books, and get to know some other options of how you can perceive life. And that could be really helpful for your manifestations. If you have a Capricorn Mars, manifesting while you're doing work, whether it is homework or you're literally at work and you are manifesting in that moment, those are great places to do it because you are already in that natural empowered energy that you are used to having in those professional environments, but then using it to further manifest, for example, repeating a mantra while you do your homework could be super beneficial to you specifically. 
If you have an Aquarius Mars, you can manifest through your strange way of perceiving the world. So that means doing rituals and engaging with communities that have like-minded and equally crazy ideas as you, conversations, community events. It's probably going to be like a group of people who manifest together because although you do not love being around other people, you are the sign of community, especially with that Mars. So find a group of people you trust and manifest with them. Them. Last but not least, if you have a Pisces Mars, you're going to manifest through your dreams, through the naturally spiritual things that you experience because you have that Pisces placement. So it's going to be easier than probably most other signs just because you could probably go to sleep and manifest through lucid dreaming alone. And if not, if you are having trouble connecting to your spiritual realm, use that journal, open the journal up and make it what you want it to be. Reconnect to your sense of spirituality. In my defense, I said that you don't need to keep track of the ongoing transits of astrology to be doing these manifestations. This birth chart information will always stay the same and you can practice it at any time. So technically I kept my promise, but I also realized that my Mars is in the first house, which has some significance for the fact that I was doing this spell alone as compared to doing it with someone else. And so your house of your Mars also matters. And I'll just do that real quick because I know now that I've said it, I gotta explain. If your Mars is in the first house like me, you most likely need to be doing manifestations on your own and in your own way. It has to be completely yours. And if other people disagree with the way that you're doing it, most likely they just don't get it. It's going to be a really personal one that relates to aspects of your identity that you're proud of. For example, I am proud of my sexuality and my ability to maintain it all on my own. So yeah, that manifestation was all around accidentally super powerful. If your Mars is in the second house, the second house represents values and your own personal financial situation, which means that you can manifest through observing the way that money comes in and out of your own balance, as well as your feelings towards money and how you spend it and what you believe it should be used for. That could be a great way of manifesting for you. The third house tends to be really nostalgic due to its relationship with siblings and education at a younger age and our childhoods and neighborhoods. So that would be best for manifesting through visiting your childhood home or taking a walk around the school that you went to as a kid, letting yourself dip into those memories and find peace in it. That could be great for you. The fourth house relates to family, but not just family, specifically the feminine energy that surrounds our concepts of family. So that's about connection, motherhood, what it means to love someone from a feminine perspective. So if you want to go and spend some time with your family and just show them some love, even if they're irritating, that would be a fantastic way for you to manifest. The fifth house is all about pleasure and creativity, and so you're going to want to make art if you're manifesting within Mars in the fifth house, because that is really how you'll be able to express yourself best. It'll feel the most comfortable, so just paint a painting or draw a quick drawing. These can be really easy ways for you to manifest. Now the sixth house is all about health and routines, so it is going to be vital for you to have things that you do every morning and every night in order to open and close your day in a way that is stable and supports your manifestations. This will probably be more of a long-term manifestation that you have, but it will change your entire life to do so. 
If your Mars is in the seventh house, then you will be especially aware of relationships. Manifesting alongside your significant other can be very valuable. But if you are single, looking at yourself as your own partner could be super important as well. If you don't already treat yourself that way, you need to start making yourself playlists, buying yourself gifts, showing yourself self-love, and that is when the manifestations will really start to roll in for you. If your Mars is in the 8th house, you will notice that you have a naturally intuitive way about you. You might be able to naturally read other people's minds and that could really help you. But it's also about that relationship between the transactions between you and another person. So you might manifest between being more of a salesperson, not selling a product per se, but selling yourself as someone that other people can invest into. That will manifest everything that you want. If your Mars is in the ninth house, then you're more drawn to philosophical debates, big ideas about why we're here, and so letting yourself get into those thoughts without judging yourself, making room for conversations that are highly theoretical can really benefit you, and to not have judgment over your conspiracy theories or anything like that, just delve into what you think might be going on, spend some time thinking, and you can do it alone or with other people, but make sure if you're with other people that they are supportive supportive of your crazy ideas. In the case of the 10th house, there will be a lot of focus on career, on reputation, the way that you present yourself in a professional way. So this could be especially helpful if you use your manifestations during work, but also just the way that you represent yourself as a professional, making sure that people have what they need from you, but you also have boundaries so that there is a distinct line between your personal and professional life and representing yourself in a way that is authentic is the best way for you to manifest. When it comes to the 11th house, communities are vital, and these communities can be as close-knit as friendships or as distant as just neighbors and other people who live around you. And by creating a space to join them, whether it is through volunteering or simply having a group of people who talk about similar interests, you're going to want to connect with other people while you manifest. It will likely not be a solo venture for you in life. And last but not least, if you have that 12th house Mars, you are already so naturally spiritual that you will likely have very vivid dreams that relate to your manifestations and meditation may come easier to you. Just allow yourself to give in to these out of the world thoughts that come naturally into your mind and make room for you to be spiritual and different from what reality expects of you because those expectations will not always be in tune with who you really are so make that space for yourself Alrighty, when I first started this episode, I did not anticipate telling every Mars sign and every Mars house how to manifest. I really thought we were just going to go deep in depth on planetary hours. But if you take all of this information, if you understand your Mars sign and how to manifest, your Mars house and how to manifest, and the planetary hours and how to use those, oh my god, 2022 is going to be everything you want and more. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get in contact with me, please head over to my blog, sadieolivia.art.blog, and just send me a message. Let me know what's going on. I am here for you. If you need anything at all, please do not hesitate to reach out. I love you so much. I am so grateful that you are listening to this podcast and to any of my other episodes. It's just amazing to be able to share what I've learned with others and help them. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate you, and I will see you in our next next episode. Have a beautiful time manifesting your dreams.